Welcome to Nutrition Grad Guide. I'm your host, Shana Sapi, a qualified nutritionist and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I created this podcast to help nutrition grads just like you navigate your way into a career and a life that you love. In each episode, I'm going to bring you interviews with experts in the nutrition and health field, exploring a range of different career pathways. We'll learn about what they do, how they got there, and their advice to help you grow a successful career as a nutritionist or a natural health professional. Thank you for tuning in. Today's guest on the podcast is Amy Mingan, who is a qualified naturopath and the founder of Naturopathic Yoga. So Amy does a whole range of amazing things. She's currently working one-on-one in clinical practice. She's mentoring fellow practitioners, as well as her amazing podcast, the Health, Love and Wealth podcast, which I myself am really excited to dive into and listen to some episodes of, especially after learning more about Amy. And I'm really excited to have her on as a guest today and hear all about how she does what she does, how she's built up her incredible business and how she helps so many people through what she does. So thank you so much, Amy, for being here. Really excited to get into it. Yeah, me too. Thanks so much for having me, Shana. My absolute pleasure. So, to get started, let's talk a little bit about what got you interested in the health space and how you began on this journey. Yeah, good question. Um, I was probably like I grew up with a whole bunch of the health stuff, but I would say that it's been more so like in the sports realm. And as I was going through school and I left school and went to uni, I was definitely thinking, yeah, I'm going to be a physiotherapist. This is the thing I want to do. And I got partway through my physio. Um, actually, it was exercise science with an intention to go into physio. And I was like, oh, no, nah, this doesn't do it for me. I needed to know more about the emotional stuff. Yeah. And so I took a year off and then came across Endeavour, which was Australian College of Natural Medicine at the time. And I just went in there, had an interview and went, all right, I'm going to see what this naturopathy is all about and, and had a go and ended up having the best time. Um, it was back in the days when there was probably only like eight people in a lecture and that was like, that was our cohort. So it was a really tiny mm-hmm. little college when I went through um, and I was lucky enough to study on the Gold Coast and a little bit in Brisbane and down in Melbourne. And my stint down in Melbourne, I was also lucky enough to work with Ruth Tricky, the women's hormones expert. So oh, wow. that really sparked my know-how and my confidence to um, treat women's health. So from like off the bat, I was definitely like, okay, this is what I want to focus on. I saw such amazing results in her clinic when I was just working in her dispensary and reception. And I was like, oh my gosh, this just, this has to happen. Mm-hmm. And um, the interesting part was though, when I got through fourth year, I was definitely ready for a break. And so I finished off my degree without really knowing what I would do next, apart from the fact that I wanted to travel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so I went and did like between three and four months, I went over to South America and had the time of my life. I went and traveled solo and just, you know, really found myself. And Incredible. then when I came back, I wasn't entirely ready to just jump straight into clinic. I didn't feel like I was set up for like in a very confident way to set up my own business at the time. I still felt really, I guess, you know, I was 25 at the time. So I was like, I just felt like I was still really young that I didn't quite have the experience to open up my own clinic. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's definitely a limiting belief. That's the belief I had at the time. Yeah. Um, 
And so I ended up applying for a job with Blackmores and Blackmores was great. I totally just went in, like I just went um, all in. I don't even know if I have what they're looking for, but I just went all in and ended up being their state educator and trainer for Queensland. And wow. was flying around and doing all the trainings and the seminars and, um, yeah, training the pharmacists, pharmacy assistants and health food stores and things like that. Um, but then I took a break while I had my son. And yeah. um, then that's what really sparked me. I was like, okay, I'm ready for clinical practice now. So, you know, like the, the journey through the whole health sector, I think, for me, it's always a reflection of where I'm at in my own life. Mm. And so then working a lot with kids and then working a lot with pregnancy and working with preconception and, you know, just working through each stage of, I guess, uh, the, the female life cycle um, yeah. has been a really, really special and rewarding part of being a health practitioner. But, you know, I got to this point um, a few years ago and I was questioning, I was, I was feeling like, is clinic the only thing? You know, like I felt like the blinkers were on that I definitely wanted to bust through like the thing that was keeping me in clinic. I just was like, there's something else. There's something else I need. There's something else I need to do. Yeah. And what had been tapping at me was becoming a yoga instructor. Um, and so I went and did my yoga teacher training. And whilst I was doing the yoga teacher training, I was thinking, how on earth can I bring these two things together? <laughs> and I was thinking and I was thinking and I was thinking. And at the time I was part of a mentoring group yeah. and we were away on retreat and it just dropped in. It was like naturopathic yoga. Like I can teach people the anatomy and the physiology whilst they're doing the yoga poses. And I'm like, idea. I need to check that people want this. I need to check that the idea is valid, you know? Um, and I started holding workshops just for women in my local area. And they, uh, the, they just had the best reception for it. They were just like, oh my gosh, I really loved how you told me about what neurotransmitters were being released when I was in that pose. And I really love how you talk about the nervous system. And I really loved how you talked about my gut and blah, 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 you know. Mm -hmm. And so in each of those things, I'm like, okay, there's definitely something in this. And so I really squirreled away for a good year <laughs> and got a whole bunch of content ready and yeah. um, now have an entire platform of yoga. Uh, which is now naturopathic yoga and that is basically a practitioner only product so any practitioner who has their clinic they can prescribe naturopathic yoga to their clients yeah uh, and yeah it's just so wonderful to create something like that from scratch and to you know log into the back end and go oh, there's been you know a 15% increase in people logging in today isn't that good that lots of people are doing their yoga <laughs> and it just, it really, really warms my heart that there's a bit of a legacy being created, but then also like little did I know at the time that COVID would hit and that this would become even more necessary more than ever yeah. to be able to give people access to online yoga, to give people access to their health practitioners in an online setting. So that in itself has been a massive journey, I have to say. 
It's such a cool idea. I absolutely love the concept. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, I definitely just had to keep going, even though it was, it's tricky to create something when it's never really been done before. Yeah. (laughs) For me, because like, yeah, you know, like you want to set up a clinic, you ask someone who's already set up a clinic, what the heck do I have to do? (laughs) You set up a yoga platform and you set up like various tools for that and various ways of, of getting that out there. And yes, there's general marketing that you could do, but like, holy moly, the, the whole ins and outs of the tech world, like I'm pleased to say that I've now worked it out to the, you know, to a greater extent, but when it was a, it was a steep learning curve to begin with, that's for sure. Yeah, I can imagine. But that's incredible that you did put in all that hard work and it came together in such an amazing way. And as you said, it's now creating a bit of like a movement and a legacy. And yeah, what a beneficial thing to be offering to people. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, it does feel really good. It feels really good. And to get feedback from people to say that, you know, usually they wouldn't be able to make it to a class because of for whatever reason, insert the reason, injury or or transport or kids or something like that and that they've done this flow today and they feel so good for it it's just like yeah that's awesome yeah definitely that is so cool um yeah let's speak a little bit more about that while we're on the topic in terms of setting that up what were some of the things that were involved with the process um and where do you run it like is it a sort of teachable hosted thing or do you run it through squarespace or one of the many other hosts for that sort of program Yes. So good question. I decided on Teachable um, purely just to begin it. I literally am one of those people, once I've got the idea, I've got to show action right away. So I just needed to get some content up there and then get it started. And literally that was kind of one of the first ones and easy ones that I could figure out. So I just jumped on it Um, and have just kept it because it's working. So, yeah, Teachable, I find, is is quite simple to use. They've got really good support. And um, as far as, like, how to do the other parts to it, okay, so there was a lot of – I needed to find myself a photographer. Yep. I needed to find myself a videographer. Yep. I needed to find a space to be able to film in that was um, going to match what I needed, like the look and feel. Um, I needed to buy a bunch of different activewear outfits, like first world problems, I know. But how <laughs> good nice is that? <laughs> Great thing to write off on tax. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and making sure that I had someone who I could trust as well because my videographer, prior to that, she'd only really been doing things quite um like in the amateur world, like she hadn't necessarily put anything out there that was quite professional, like what I was planning on doing. And she did such a brilliant job. I have to say, like, if it weren't for her, it probably would have fallen apart because I'd tried a different videographer prior to her. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is not working. But she really helped. Like She's probably just that little bit more conscientious than me. (laughs) I like the ideas, like, and jump at things. And then she's like, okay, so here's the process that we go along and I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. And so together we work really, really well together um, and it's a lot of fun. Um, so then, yeah, getting the content up. So we would film 
we'd do a whole day of filming and I wouldn't necessarily talk while I was doing the yoga flow. I'd be very much, we'd put music on, but that would be it. And then yeah. when I got home, she would edit them, send them through to me. I would do voiceovers. Wow. So there's a voiceover part. So it's like a bit of double handling, but at the same time, I would be able to write a few notes about the poses that were in that particular flow that I really wanted to nut out, like the, the physiology or like some really good pointers of, of how somebody could get better alignment or something like that, how to do their, how to breathe much uh, more deeply, for example. So um, that allowed me the space until I felt really, really confident um, to be able to do those voiceovers and to make sure that everything matched up. So there was that part. And then there was the part of letting people know that it actually existed. You know, like Mm. I am a big believer in, uh, creating things that people actually want and making sure that there is a genuine interest and need for it um, because we all have our own unique gifts and talents yeah. and we'll all have a different way of saying things or doing things. And I think that's probably like a, a little bit of insight that I could share with the audience is that just because there's somebody else out there saying something or having a niche that's, similar to what you have, they're never going to say it the same way as you. They're never going to approach it the same way as you. So, you know, don't let comparison stop you from bringing your uniqueness out into the world. Yeah. So important. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Then the other part is like, and this is where I had probably the best epiphanies out of everything was I learned how to do marketing and this is the big thing like all you new grads you're probably okay on like social media because you you're of the generation that social media is just part of life but for me um it wasn't ever taught like that we had to market ourselves that we had to market our business and it was this really steep learning curve to go oh wow like how do I actually sell this thing like I've created it but how do how do I let people know that it's for them how do I call out those people? How do I, how do I let them know that I actually really want to help them without sounding like here by my thing? So there was a lot of awkwardness. There was a lot of like collaboration that occurred as well. Um, And a lot of like asking for help. Like I literally, I, I found a mentor and I asked a mentor and I did the groundwork and I really built things up from the ground and just kept going. Even when I wanted to stop, I just keep going. That was the big thing. Yeah. Amazing. And that perseverance is something so important in business, in careers, in everything related to success when it does come to being a nutritionist and naturopath. So yeah, I'm glad you touched on that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I (laughs) often am talking about, yeah, grit and resilience. Um, And, you know, like we do live in a country where things are actually really good, that we we always have an abundance of food. We've got transport, we've got shelter, we've got warm clothing, you know, we've got all the things, all the mod cons. Yeah, we're very fortunate. Absolutely. So, yeah, for us to, to get a bit more grit, it's like, hmm, where does that actually come in? Yeah. <laughs> you know, building a business is a good place to start. Very good one to start, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, brilliant. So that sounds incredible and it would have been a huge task, but that's fantastic that it came together in such a way and that, yeah, you did reach out and ask for help and you collaborated and you brought in so many of those aspects that are really important when going out on your own and creating something incredible. Um, yeah. And so I guess that extends into the other areas of your business too. So let's chat a little bit about your clinical practice. Tell us about so you mentioned that you first worked for Blacksmores before you decided to go down the clinic pathway. Um, but when you did make that decision, how did you start finding clients? Again, it comes back to marketing, I suppose. Um, and yeah, tell us a little bit about that process. Oh, so if I could give that, that part of me the biggest hug and be like, <laughs> like you just really need to probably focus 50% of your time on marketing and like that is such a massive thing and people probably looking at me with big eyes right now but (laughs) honestly like marketing needs to take up 50% of your time because people literally like it's it's actually harder to get in front of them these days than what it used to be yeah um back when I started going into clinical practice like at least you could put something out there on Facebook and it could easily hit 10,000 people if it went really well you know whereas these days like unless you're doing paid ads, like it's pretty rare that you're going to get 10,000 views on your video. It's pretty rare that you're going to get 10,000 people liking your, your post. Like, um, so these days, like it's, oh gosh, the, the version of me when I first started in clinic, let me just like step back (laughs) over a decade in time. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like, it is literally like, it's laughable now because, I can see that journey. It's it's gone from always knowing that I could help people, but never, but at that time, not necessarily feeling okay about the money part of it. And so, I know that this is possibly, it's it's definitely a women in business thing, and it's definitely a healer thing, and it's definitely an empath thing that we just want to help people. And so, like, is it is it kind of unethical to like take money for it but at the same time we're running a business so it's it's unethical to yourself and your family if you're not taking money for it so I really had to like calm down hard on myself and and make sure I had clear boundaries around making sure that I charged and and kept the value of that consult at what it was and not discount everybody and not give people you know products at cost price or anything like that so that's literally where I've come from <laughs> and <laughs> now um yeah working with lots of women I tend to get a lot of women in business um these days so um I see a lot of high achievers and women who are so frustrated that their body won't keep up with where their mind's at and often they've got these hormonally related things that are that are going AWOL so they're probably tired and they've got adrenal fatigue they've got thyroid problems they're wondering why they're not losing weight yet they're hitting the gym five days a week and they're not Mm -hmm. sleeping well and they're angry and you know there's a there's a particular type of woman who does tend to walk through my doors um which you know makes it extremely um specifically easy to market to because I know what they're going through um, and I know what can help them but then at the same time um, it's really clear to me that women in society need so much of our help like oh my goodness like they really need to learn self-care and self-love and 
to just take a freaking break. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Life drop. (laughs) (laughs) And so because I'm so passionate about women's health, I have taken further courses into more of that mind-body awareness. So I've always been interested in relationships and human behavior and why does one person use their emotions as, you know, almost like a a fear tactic as to why they won't do the things that they need to do for their health. Mm. I'm fascinated why people stand behind their, their fear and their, their emotional blocks. Mm. And it's also wonderful to be able to use tools to help particularly coaching style tools to help them realize that often they're standing in their own way and that, in in essence helps to press that button to help them go okay I'm ready to make a change yeah I think that's so important and I guess that's one of the one one of the sides of business and coaching and helping other people that we don't necessarily go into as much in uni it's that whole mindset and yeah getting out of like people's own way our own way all of that Um, And how did you find you overcame that? Because you obviously sound like you've been on quite the journey and you, (laughs) as you mentioned, looking back at yourself, you want to give yourself a hug. Like how did you overcome those limiting beliefs that were getting in your way of achieving what you have now um, overcome them and you've achieved them? I would say one mini breakdown at a time. (laughs) (laughs) It's always the rock bottoms that have the gold, Uh isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's like never would I ever imagine to be where I am now. Yeah. Um, And this is like surpassed all my wildest dreams. Like this is so like I feel like I'm so on purpose and in alignment and everything I do, like I'm so excited and happy to do. And it's such a nice place to be in as opposed to feeling obligated and you know, dragging my feet around or, you know, got the hunched over shoulders or anything like that. Like that just doesn't happen anymore. And I think, yes, mindset has been a lot to do with it, but also it's like those really tiny little habit shifts. Yeah. Um, so a big, amazing epiphany occurs every time I learn something new about changing habits and changing belief systems and things like that. So, yeah. um, a few books that I could recommend, like oh, it's so hard to choose just one, but a few books that I could recommend if people are interested in, you know, looking at your habits and beliefs and trying to shift and change so that you can grow. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, any of the work by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh, I love him. So amazing. Yes. So, so amazing. Yeah. Um, and just allowing yourself the space to be able to create. There's mm-hmm. something very magical about that. And quantum physics, he talks a lot about quantum physics. And I guess it kind of touches upon the law of attraction and manifestation and things like that, which I'm so into. But also he talks about like the ability to literally change your belief patterns and, and your thoughts and your emotions. And that is so, so satisfying when day by day, if you do start chipping away at that, you get three months down the track and you're like, oh, I used to think that way and now I don't. Like it's a really cool change. Yeah, it's really incredible when you do get down to that subconscious mind and start rewiring beliefs. It's yeah. fascinating stuff. <laughs> it sure is, yeah. <laughs> um, number two, I would say there's a book 
by James Clear called Atomic Habits. Oh, yes. I've heard of that one. So good. Yeah. Like ridiculously good. Um, going back maybe like or oh, six or so years ago, I read one called The Power of Habit and that was really cool. And I that was like a really good game changer for me to start changing habits and working through belief systems with my clients. But um, then when James Clear brought this book out, I'm just like, it really, really concreted a lot of that stuff. And yeah, it's so cool. And I use all those methods that he talks about in his book with clients all the time. Such a good idea. So good. So, you know, the, (laughs) uh, the, the example I use for in my own life is, we do maybe like three loads of washing a week and I'm always like, my husband's like, Oh, I could put your clothes away, but I just don't really know where you put all your things. I'm like, that's okay. Just leave them in a basket. I'll do it. Mm -hmm. And um, my basket can literally sit there until I run out of underwear. So a good couple of weeks. (laughs) (laughs) And so I've learned that I need to stack it with another habit. So he talks about habit stacking. So what I do, because I love watching docos or I love listening to audiobooks, I love listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. I'll literally just put one of those three things on and, oh, my gosh, all my folding gets done in 10 minutes. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> two, two weeks and 10 minutes, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway. Um, so that's a really simple thing. But if you can give that, those pieces of advice to yourself each day like that is just absolute gold and it will set you on that more practical sense towards success yeah amazing I love that that's such a cool concept <laughs> yeah definitely definitely yeah. And number three mm-hmm. um Gay Hendricks is the guy's name and um the book is called The Big Leap Ah, uh, yes I think I've heard of that one too Oh, so good. Really good thing. It's really, really good and gets you thinking. And it's one you can come back to because I think mm-hmm. the person who you are when you first read it is going to be different to the person who you are when you read it the second time. So yeah. it's, yeah, really, really good for helping with your mindset and overcoming those limiting beliefs. Yeah. And, if, yeah, if you start working on it now, wherever you are, whoever you are, you're going to step towards whatever it is that you want in a much faster and, and less painful way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, lots of reading for us all to do now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'm such a big fan of books and learning and yeah, all those topics are so important for our own personal health and our own personal success as well. So they're very relevant and yeah, I look forward to diving into those ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So there's so much more I want to ask you. I don't even know where to begin. Let's talk a little bit more about your um, clinical experience and what that sort of looks like at the moment, your day-to-day of that. Yeah. Okay. So in clinic, I am seeing, um, yeah, lots of, yeah, high achieving women um, with hormonal things going on and how I would usually see them. um, I'm probably sitting at about 50% 50% online and 50% face-to-face. So yeah. I'm one of the lucky ones. So I'm in Queensland and we can still see people freely in our clinic. Um, and that's really good because there's something that I can get in a tangible way yeah. from someone's um, from someone sitting in front of me or walking into my clinic room versus just seeing them on the screen. Like yeah. I love to be able to, you know, we all like to check our clients out as they walk in. So there's something about that. Um, 
I have my clinic in the front room of my house. And oh, cool. the reason why I did that is because I was at the time seeing lots of mums with kids and the previous clinic room that I had was tiny and it was in like a, in a corner sort of room of a pharmacy and it was just too tiny. I was getting more mums with kids and we were all cramming ourselves in there and I was like, this has to change. <laughs> the next room <laughs> needs to be triple the size of this. And yeah, when we moved into this place a few years ago, I was like, oh, that's the perfect room. That is the new clinic room. So I just moved all my uh, dispensary and everything into my house and it's been so good like everyone loves the space they literally all come in and just exhale and relax mm. um, and I utilize herbal medicine and nutrition and I do nutritional compounding um, I do flower essences aromatherapy there is the odd client that does need some type of um, physical healing so again in a previous life I was a massage therapist mm -hmm. um, and so I can help them at, help kind of speak to their body without having to necessarily talk to them too much yeah they're kind of um, I quite like those intuitive clients as well mm -hmm. but that's not super common there's only a few people who will come in for that it's more so clinical work and um, where I'm headed with that at the moment is to, well, we're coming up to spring. So I always run a spring cleanse. Um, so I'm about to start launching some information about that and encourage these people who are probably looking for something to help them out with their, with their health. And um, yeah, it'll be more so an online thing. Um, but ones who are seeing me in clinic can just jump into the online and step them through like a four-week, maybe a six-week process to a healthier them. You know, there's so many people out there at the moment who are probably self-medicating way too much with alcohol, mm -hmm. so I've seen. Um, so helping them clean that up is a really big thing for me. Um, I'm a huge believer in helping, particularly women, because that's who I tend to see, um, helping them really own who they are. Yeah. And whilst they are on contraception so artificial hormones i basically here's another boundary i'm a bit of a boundary setter mm -hmm. uh if somebody comes in and they're on the pill or they've got a myrena or they've got any type of um artificial contraceptive i actually have to let them know that i can't work with them until that's gone mm -hmm. and um that's one of my boundaries because I just say we need to uncover and at the moment it's being masked. So yeah. really like helping them shed those layers and come back to who they really are and see that transformation process is so, mm. so cool. Yeah, that's amazing. And I love that you are like, you have that boundary in place because I know it can be a bit more like scary, I suppose, to ask someone to take that step. Um, but you're right. It is so incredibly important and you can discover so much more when their hormones aren't being impacted by the artificial birth control and contraceptives and things. So, yeah, yeah I think that's really interesting. I like that you do that. Yeah, it's just something that I was getting, I was sitting there and getting frustrated about it. Yeah. But then I realised upon questioning myself that I hadn't actually necessarily spoken to each and every one of them about would they come off it. <laughs> I was sitting there and being annoyed about something that I hadn't communicated. Yeah. So <laughs> it was something that I sort of started like 
um, asking about. And I was like, okay, cool. This is actually a thing and this is working. So I'm just going to make it a, a rule now. This is, yeah. this is how you work with me. So it's yeah. really good. And they end up coming around. They end up being more empowered. They end up going, oh, yeah, you have a point. So all right, we'll, we'll do it. So it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose from a business perspective, it's really powerful that you're not afraid to say that and to turn people away if that they're not open to working with you in that way. Um, because it's sort of, sort of getting you out of like that lack mindset that so many of us can come from when it does come to seeing one-on-one clients and having our own business and needing to pay the bills. Yeah. But yeah, that boundary would be really powerful and you're like trusting that that's right for you and that the right people are still going to come along. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think even more so when you do take a stand on something, mm-hmm. people learn to respect the boundaries. Yeah. It's like, this is what she's willing to work with and this is what she's not available for. Okay, well, I'm going to make myself available for that because I actually really need to get better. And so yeah. they jump on board. It's great. And it's like, it's that, that true essence of alignment. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. And so how many days are you practicing in clinic at the moment? I do two and a half. Yeah, two and a half days. Yeah. Yeah. And do you sort of assign those fully to clinic and you do all of the paperwork involved in those days as well? Or do you just see clients on those days and then you catch up on your client notes on the other days? Oh no, client notes are done on client days. Yeah. So the other half day is dedicated to when, or sometimes it'll sort of spill over, but the other half to another day will be seeing my coaching clients. Yep. So helping other practitioners in their business. Amazing. And what does that look like? Do you run one-on-one sessions with them or do you do group programs or how's that structured? Yeah. So it's a bit of both actually. So at the moment I have an online group which is for free that anyone can join so that one's called alignment flow and freedom in clinic group mm-hmm. and in that one I'm talking mostly about marketing and things like that but there's been a, a whole bunch of practitioners who wanted to work with me on a deeper level mm-hmm. and were reaching out to me and asking me different questions and I thought hmm, I need to actually form a group for all these people so that they can connect as well so I've got a mastermind going and there's anywhere between sort of 10 to 15 in that group um, at any one time. And we catch up on Zoom once a week and I do live training in that group once a week and uh, I catch up with them one-on-one once a fortnight. So in those one-on-ones, we really sort of delve into individually where is that practitioner up to like what are they working on what's their big vision what's standing in the way what are their goals what are they getting overwhelmed with where are they stuck so really helping them step by step move through the process um and it's actually so amazing um some of them have literally quadrupled their income that they're yeah it's amazing so yeah one has gone from She was a practitioner in clinic and just starting to do workshops and then she wanted to grow her one-on-one practice and then she did that by learning how to market her workshops. But then COVID hit and she actually got too busy and she was starting to burn out. (laughs) So I was like, okay, we've really got to, you know, she was very much gut health orientated. So I was like, why don't you 
really like hone in on creation of an online program and then start to shuffle your people through because this is the, the process you take them all through, right? She's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So now she's been more strategic with the days that she does work and take on clients. And now she runs these 12 week gut programs. And that is basically that's yeah, tripled. Her income was already tripled after like a few months, but now it's like that foundation is just there all the time because she's shuffling people through into her online program, which gives Mm -hmm. them so much more um, education and touch points in between appointments so that they're continuously working on the things that she wants them to be working on. So they get better results as well. So it's actually really, really amazing to, to see somebody go from the very beginning through to like owning it online. She's doing incredible things. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. It's such a good example of working smarter as well, rather than working harder. (laughs) Absolutely. And I'm not going to lie and say it's not hard work. Like it's definitely hard work in a way where it's like, it's things that you've probably never done before and possibly never thought about business in that way before. Yeah. But it pays off massively in the yeah. way that it helps expand your mind, it helps expand your business, it helps expand your life. And it does essentially help you bring that freedom aspect into clinic because you know that you've always you're always supported yeah. by that secondary income. So it's not just relying on the one income, which is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Super helpful having yeah multiple streams of income. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's possibly like one of my passion areas is to help practitioners realize that they could do that. Yeah. That a lot of them are doing really similar things with each and every one of their clients. Yeah. Because they have a certain clientele, whether they realize it or not, but they could niche and then they can create that product and still be able to give individualized treatments within that product. Yeah. Um, so not to be concerned that they're just doing a cookie cutter approach, but it's really like giving those people the basics so they can step through the journey in a bigger and better way. And so it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And it also allows you to make a bigger impact as well. It totally does. You're yeah. exactly right. Yeah, that's very cool. So do you enjoy the mentoring side as much as you enjoy the um, one-on-one clinic side? Yes, I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Um, and I think because I was in the trenches for so long um, that I can literally see someone about to make a, a mistake like what I had made. I'm like, whoa, hang on. <laughs> I, I know a better way now. Yeah. <laughs> and so really really fun to be able to say hey did you know this and you can do it this way and just really helping sort of push them just out of their comfort zone enough to motivate them without making it overly scary to the point that they won't do anything you know it's a really fine balance um but I find it just so rewarding to to step these other practitioners through a really similar journey, not the same journey by any means, but a really similar journey to like what I went on myself. Um, and yeah, I really am passionate about that mindset and marketing side of things. So it's one of those things that um, practitioners are always like, I had no idea things work this way, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds really cool. It'll be super rewarding as well, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Let's talk about your podcast now. 
tell us yeah, a sure. bit about that and what inspired you to start it and how's your journey been growing the podcast and releasing those episodes? Yeah, cool. Uh, well, the podcast, interestingly enough, I created one on the fly by um, like a couple of years ago, but it never really did anything because I was very half-hearted about it. Yeah. So take two, I was in Bali um, in November last year mm-hmm. and I was I had a lot of time to myself for a week because something that I was over there for got cancelled. So I was just hanging out and just really, you know, doing the Bali life thing Um, and I had lots of time to myself and thinking and I was really exploring what are my values and Mm -hmm. what dropped in were those three words what I've called it the health love and wealth podcast and so you know the health stuff it's definitely my number one priority like everything goes through the health filter and so when I and my most motivated self, I'm also my most happy self. I'm also my most healthy self. Yeah. And where the the love part comes into it, that's all about the relationships. Like um, I really, really love humans. I love being around humans. I love connecting with humans. I love, you know, finding out what makes somebody tick and why do they think a certain way and what really you know, there's, there's so many different dynamics to the human brain and I love neuroscience and all that sort of stuff. And so that's where the love part comes in. It's all about that connection between humans and the oneness. And then the, the wealth part, it may sort of like, um, have different connotations to different people. But for me, the wealth part's all about an abundance mindset. And it's about approaching life and being grateful for life and approaching it in that abundant way that there's always more coming and how great is it right now and how great is the next point and look at all these wonderful things that are happening and look at all these wonderful things that I receive and the opportunities and the the possibilities. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the wealth part to me. So... um, it was really one of those things that, so that dropped in in November, but I didn't necessarily feel drawn to showing action until COVID hit, really. I, I guess I didn't really have the space in my mind to really step into creation mode. Mm-hmm. And then I was, I was working with a new coach and she was just going, so what's next for you? And I was like, well, I've got this idea of a podcast. She's like, um, why are you not doing it? <laughs> it was just one of those moments. And so I literally, because I had accountability, that's always very handy. Yeah. And I set a date to launch it. I just went for it. And I'm now, oh, episode 11 actually dropped in today. So I'm 11 episodes in and really, really enjoying it. It's like, part of it is my insights and my sharing about what's happening and what's happened previously and, and different things that I want to share with the audience. And then there's other parts where I'm interviewing people and I'm interviewing people. I'm trying to find people who are very much themed around health, love or wealth. And mm-hmm. some of them being female entrepreneurs, they kind of meld through all three, which is so wonderful. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, I don't know about you, but it's one of those things like, don't you just love a good story? Like I love hearing people's stories. Like how does somebody go from humble beginnings to becoming like a massive influencer in the health world on 
um, Instagram, like Nat Kringudis I had on mm. a few weeks ago. And I'm just like, how did she actually do that? So to have her on and hear her story was actually really cool. Yeah, it's very inspiring. I do also love hearing everyone's stories. Yeah, stories are great. Stories yeah, are great. And they really are. there's so much that we can learn and relate to and, and you know, just if somebody's saying that they've been through something and they're actually in our eyes, in inverted commas, successful, mm-hmm. it kind of gives that little spark of hope as well. That's also what, what I'm hoping that my listeners get, that it, you know, sparks a bit more hope and it gives them that little bit more pep in their step to do that thing that they really, really want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I find the podcast, um, like, amazing in that regard and the part that I found quite challenging was um and the biggest learning was that there's so many moving parts to a podcast yeah <laughs> and you know it's, you can attest <laughs> oh my gosh so you know it's not just about recording the thing and uploading the thing no 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 there is so much more to it and yeah. you know we can't just assume that everybody will know that we've got a podcast like you've actually got to promote it and yeah. you constantly finding the person who you'd like to come on the podcast next. And there's so much that is involved in it. Um, But beautifully aligned um, with the universe that I was putting it out there. I was like, I actually really need help. Um, And I hired an assistant a few weeks ago and she's been an absolute godsend. So she helps me in the back end of the, um, you know, creating graphics and sound bites and um, she's going to create a whole bunch of, of different types of wording that goes with various parts of the promos and oh, there's so much to it <laughs> that I was like sitting with in my over, sitting in my little like bucket of overwhelm and yeah now I can hand things up some at least some things over to her it's just like so good so so good um do you have help with your podcast Shana I don't know I do it all on my own and yeah as you're saying that I'm like yep there's so many movie pieces <laughs> it is a lot but and yeah, I've probably I not even said half the things but you know yeah yeah no but I know what you mean and yeah it is one of those things where there is so much involved and it would be easy to just be like oh no it's easier not to do it but I think you just remember why you're doing it and you think of the listeners and that's what keeps me going through I just love knowing that I'm helping fellow nutritionists and naturopaths and people in this industry um, and hopefully inspiring them through what we're doing here. (laughs) Oh absolutely absolutely and just like to let them know that they're not alone as well like in this day and age where the the age of social distancing and you know isolation it's like people need to be listening to podcasts and hearing people's stories and being like oh okay well she's done it well there's a you know there's at least a glimmer of hope that I could do it one day and yeah absolutely yeah 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 so that's really exciting that you've brought on an assistant to help with that and is she helping just with the podcast or with some of the other aspects of your business as well oh yes she's like my admin assistant extraordinaire so she helps me out with um social media she helps me with emails she helps me with um graphics 
lots of different things. She's got yeah. a lot of um, like, she's probably got roughly about a year of stuff I've pushed aside to catch up on. <laughs> <laughs> she's got her work cut out for her. <laughs> totally. <laughs> she's just like, we, we use Asana for our um, task planning. And yeah. honestly, we are on Asana that much each day because she's like, and what about this? Have you thought about that? And she's just amazing. She's so on the ball. So yeah. um, it's one of those things that, I am feeling really proud about it at the moment too because there was for such a long amount of time I thought that I had to do it all myself. Yeah. And they're like, I'll disclose this with the audience. Like I am somebody who grew up with like that high functioning anxiety, must have control with everything mm-hmm. <laughs> type personality. Um, and now I'm actually relinquishing a little bit of that control to somebody else and it actually feels amazing. It's like a big exhale. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. So, yeah, any of you who are, like, getting too busy, like, what can you offload? What can you ask for help with? It's such an amazing part um, that I probably definitely, I would say I definitely didn't start early enough. I probably could have started handing things over a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, you know what? I've done it now, and I can definitely live and learn from that experience. And um, it's just another, you know, another learning for my brain and my body and my nervous system <laughs> to go. Okay, here's another thing that I'll be able to share with people. So it's all good. Absolutely, the next level up. And thankfully, That's it didn't it. come through a rock button. My hope, and uh, not another breakdown. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. No, it's just one of those moments where I'm like. I actually don't know like what to do next because I'm that overwhelmed because I've got so much on my plate. So it was one of those moments. I was kind of just floating on top. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that it stopped it from happening. And yeah, that's, I think that is like a really good step. And yeah, something that is important because I think so many of us in this industry are similar in terms of, I completely relate to what you were just saying in terms of always sort of having to have that control and being like, oh, but what if someone can't do it as good as me or I just know what I'm doing, it's quicker instead of teaching someone. But in the long run, training someone to help you will allow you to spend more time in your genius zone and doing more of what you should, what we're here to be doing. So exactly, yeah, it's an important lesson. And yeah, very exciting times that your team is growing. Yes, it's so <laughs> exciting, super exciting. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and I guess it also makes sense because like I was going to ask, how do you balance all that and being a mum and yeah, just fitting it all into your week? I know, right? Like yeah. I look at some of my weeks and how packed my calendar is, but my big thing is, um, first of all, what I had to learn the hard way was mm-hmm. I had to learn like that. First of all, look after myself. I had to really put myself first being a mum because I have to say like being a mum I and I did end up so depleted so coming out of that I needed to have those really strong boundaries and so stepping into um, my days the kids just know oh mummy's just going to take a 10 minute meditation okay cool we're going to just talk to her in 10 minutes and I guess I'm blessed now. They're a bit older too. So they, they do get the fact like what a meditation is for. So yeah. <laughs> the point being, don't 
don't come into the room if I'm meditating <laughs> as it's when they were toddlers or little it's like no they don't get it and no, nor should they have to so um they're eight and five now so like they're really really good kids and um so I just make sure that the time I spend with them I literally put my device down away on the charger whatever so that I'm not touching my phone because for a long time there I have to say I felt really crappy for the fact that I always had my phone in my hand and was always distracted yeah. and you know would constantly I swear that the most common thing that was coming out of my mouth was oh just a minute just a minute <laughs> and yeah so it took a bit of um, navigation on my behalf or my family's behalf to for them to speak up for me to go oh okay yeah that is actually more than okay for me to to give you guys a couple of hours of my day every day. And so we've got, it's really like we've got to just all have zero devices between the hours of like 5.30 and 8. We're connecting, we're talking, we're talking about the day, we're talking about some funny thing that the kids did at school, we're talking about whatever it is. Mm. Um, we'll often go off on random tangents because my son who is eight is ridiculously curious and he starts... He, he, he like gets all, you know, like proud of himself. He's like, I started that conversation. <laughs> My husband will, and I will go off on a massive tangent about something else. <laughs> and he's like, you guys realise that I did start that conversation? I'm like, yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I think, honestly, balance is probably a bit of a fallacy. Um, but it is about leaning into the thing that is most important at the time. Yeah. And, um, so I, I did go through that time of feeling really crap that I wasn't putting them first or I wasn't putting myself first. And, um, cause I was literally putting in the hours to try and get this big, big mammoth rock. <laughs> that was my business moving. <laughs> if that's what it can feel like, you know, and then once it's got momentum, it's just like, oh my gosh, I've got some breathing space. Oh, and I've handed more stuff over to my assistant. Oh, I've got even more breathing space. And it's actually the most amazing feeling to go I feel like I'm not only just ticking boxes right now but I'm actually getting that that truer heart connection with the things that I'm doing the way that I'm living my life and yeah. yeah it's like really on purpose now so it's been a journey but hey you know we we've got to go I feel like it's a bit of a rite of passage to like try some things and see if they work and if they don't that's okay we can always change them a hundred percent yeah so important. So when you, when you were studying, did you ever imagine that this is what you would be doing? Not really, to be <laughs> honest. Um, so when I was studying, I was working in a health food store mm -hmm. and I had planned to go into clinic and then I ended up having a... Um, a new housemate in my house who was from Chile. So this is where all the South America stuff came from. Oh, cool. And she was like, you have to come and visit me. You have to come and visit me. And then I just like made a pact with her that I'd go and visit her once I was finishing studying. So it was like my trajectory sort of changed. Yeah. Um, and so after that, I kind of like just went by what felt right at the time mm -hmm. and just kept learning bit by bit. Um, and that is still kind of how I go. It's like, I can, and I think 2020 has really like taught me this massively 
because pretty much everything I've planned for this year has either been changed or cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's like embrace the randomness. Yeah. Because all we all we can do is adapt and change and be ready for that next moment and do our best in that next moment based on what we've learned in the previous moment. Yeah. So if I had have spoken to myself in you know, like that fourth year student in clinic, she was like super keen to work with women's health and jump into a clinic, um, maybe alongside an integrative doctor. But that is totally not what I'm doing right now. And do I see myself doing that in the future? Probably not. Because uh, I just see clinic as one aspect of what I do. Yeah. It's a very... Um, it's a very wholesome part of what I do, but it's not the only thing. And I guess, you know, those, those who are either coming through their studies or coming out the other side and you're wondering like, is clinic for you? Um, here's the permission. Do you need it? You're allowed to do something else if you want to, like you can, you can create an online program. You can become an influencer like Nat Kringudis. You can do so many different things like write a book. You can, start an amazing blog you could run a retreat there's so many different things so um don't just limit your thinking to what they teach you in clinic um and what they teach you in college because that seems to be like it's very knowledge-based and it's not necessarily what happens in the real world it's so true and yeah literally anything we can think of is possible and yeah we don't have to be put in a box it's yeah it's quite exciting like the opportunities are just endless in this industry and we can make of it what we want to yeah absolutely absolutely I wholeheartedly agree yeah so you've had that experience both working for a business in your time at Blackmore's and then Mm -hmm. going out and into your own business what would you recommend for someone who is trying to decide whether they do want to work for another company or whether they would rather go out Um, on their own and of course that can evolve as we've mentioned it's important to see what happens and where it takes you but um, yeah what would some of the things to distinguish what's right for them be what would you recommend yeah it's a good question I guess you would want to if you want to go and work for somebody else you would want to have the um, I guess a level of flexibility within that job to maybe even start your clinic on the side yeah because not everybody wants to just work full-time. Like I actually found working full-time the most exhausting thing in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And I work almost every day on my business right now, but it's just a whole different thing having to work for someone else full-time, that whole nine-to-five thing. Oh, my gosh, it was full on. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, I think alignment's a really important thing. Like does that particular business align with your values? And how do you figure out what your values are? Like there's loads of different things that you can sort of do personality tests and do lots of different um, quizzes and stuff online that's really fascinating to help you realise what your values are or what what suits your personality the most. Um, I think that it's probably a really good idea to work for someone else to begin with so that you do have that certain amount of a safety net of money. Yeah, so that you're not feeling all that pressure because the pressure that I felt when I first started clinic was full on. 
it's it's not a fun feeling to have that you know not only are you trying to do the money mindset work or not really not realizing that you are but you know you're trying to work through all those money blocks and then and then you're trying to run a business at the same time like it's a massive learning curve so if you can try and work um say a couple of days a week for someone else's business that's in alignment with what you want to do and start your clinic on a couple of other days I think that would be like the ultimate for a new grad um, to take the pressure off or alternatively like there are some clinics that take on interns like that would be pretty cool as well Mm -hmm. Um, I would have loved that opportunity when I was like first starting clinic but I probably, again, it was one of those times where I probably thought about it but didn't show enough action to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other part being, look, if you're one of those people that money's not an issue, like maybe you're, you've got a partner and your partner works full time and you can gradually build up your clinic, then I say go for it. If that's what you really want to do, that's the thing, then, you know, get us for the help that you need the help with, get your website sorted, get your social media sorted, get all your domain names and, you know, all your marketing sorted out because remember the 50% rule, it's 50% marketing, 50% actually seeing the clients. So, yeah, it's such a rewarding experience and if you're into self-development, like doing a business is probably one of the best ways to to learn all the self-development tools. Yeah, I think I heard someone say once that um, having your own business is like getting a PhD in self-development. It totally (laughs) is. Oh, my gosh. One of the things I love about it, though, it's such a vehicle for growth. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like I guess the other thing, like if you're choosing between a job and starting your own business, like, ask yourself the question, am I just choosing to work for someone else out of fear or like, you know, that fear of failure, because that's probably a really common thing. Um, And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but just really ask yourself that genuine question and see if you could just dip a little tiny toe into the water and see how that goes, particularly if that's what you really want to do. If you really want to be in clinic, then start making the move to, to get yourself to where you want to be. Yeah, that's brilliant advice. Yeah. Thanks. And so what would you attribute your success to to date? Not giving up and also being brave and courageous to give something a go and to not be afraid to fail and just pick myself up again and try again. So I think those two things probably go hand in hand. It's a bit of the chicken or the egg story, but there's a certain level of courage and bravery that occurs when you're going into business. Um, It will forget every single one of your fears. (laughs) And so long as you don't let fear be the driver, it's it's totally fine. Just like shove the fear to the side. Fear is never going to go away. I'm never going to say that I'm a fearless leader. I always just say like fear is always there, but Mm -hmm. I just don't let fear take control of the wheel. Yeah. And the other thing is if you've got an idea, just start by asking people, is this something that they're after? Like I'm so passionate about making sure that people validate something before they spend, you know, a year developing a program 
and then marketing it and then finding out that no one actually wanted it in that form or for that price or in, you know, in an app form when they wanted it as an online product or, you know, like really do the research and find out, but also show the action. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, really important and really good advice there because it's so true and we are best, obviously we want to work on, in the area that we're good at and we want to bring what we love to it. But at the same time, we want to make sure it's actually resonating with people. And if we can take on board their feedback so that it can impact more people, um, it's a better use of our time and it's going to benefit more people in the long run. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. There's still so many things I could ask you, but I am conscious (laughs) of the time. (laughs) (laughs) This has been such a good combo though. I might have to bring you back on for another episode in the future. A part before, two. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we do wrap up, are there any parting words of advice for the listeners or anything we haven't touched today that you'd love to um, discuss? Um, just to like come back to the self-care piece, like mm-hmm. just keep looking after yourself first. Mm-hmm. That's the big, that's the big thing. I see so many practitioners really go for it and burn out really fast when their clinic does take off. So look after yourself and don't be afraid to set the boundaries that you need to set because I know the vast majority of naturopaths and nutritionists are healers and healers tend to be empaths and the biggest lesson for an empath is strong boundaries. So set your boundaries up from the beginning and set up your self-care and you're destined for success in a really sustainable way. Yeah, love it. So, so important. Um, And last but certainly not least, where can the listeners find you and follow along your journey and listen to your podcast and check out all the incredible things that you do? Yeah, okay. So uh, they can find me on Instagram and Facebook. So it's at Amy Mingan. So A-M-Y-M-I-N-G-I-N. And you can also find me on my website, amymingan.com. If you wanted to check out naturopathic yoga, you can also see there's a, a drop down menu on my website and you can also listen to my podcast, which is the health, love and wealth podcast. Amazing. Yes. I'm definitely going to check that out after this. <laughs> so, <laughs> cool. so thank you so much for joining us here today, Amy. It's been such a pleasure and I feel like I've personally learned so much and I'm sure the listeners have got so much from this episode too. Um, yeah, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Oh, thanks so much, Shana. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I feel like I gained so much valuable insight and advice from it, and I hope you agree. If you did enjoy this episode, please leave me a review and tell me what you think. I would love to hear your feedback. Do you know anyone else that this episode can benefit? I would be so grateful if you share it with them. That way they too can benefit from all of the insight that we covered today. Your support means so much to me and together we can help even more people build a career and a life that they love. Thank you for being here. Until next time, keep making your dreams a reality.